of the International Secret Police. Zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. that the octopus is somewhere within a 50-mile radius of Colombe-Bechard, Clint orders Captain André of the Foreign Legion to stand ready to search the desert for the criminal at dawn the following day. Meantime, Speed, Clint, and Carlos fly to their next stop, Adrar, there to start a similar search in the hopes of trapping the octopus before he can make a move to escape. The boys make a swift flight to Adrar and a safe landing there. We now find them within the French fort talking with its commander, Colonel Sabreur. That's what we're up against in our pursuit of the octopus, Colonel Sabreur. However, his last message to us, coming in as it did over ultra-short wave, placed him at that time within a 50-mile radius of Colombichar. Captain Andre is going to comb this section of the Sahara tomorrow at dawn. Ah, oui, but what can we do, Monsieur Barlow? Make ready to do likewise, just in case the octopus has moved up into your territory, Colonel. Gosh, yes. You never know what he's going to do next. Ah, which reminds me, Speed. I heard a plane pass over the barracks not an hour before you gentlemen landed here. A plane? Clean. Do you think that could have some connection with the octopus? It's very possible. In which case, we've missed connections again, Carlos. But we can't afford to take a chance. The search must still be made. I agree with you entirely, monsieur. Gosh, what's all that? Oh, jackals and hyena speed, howling at the gates of the fort. Jackals and hyenas? You mean they want in? Ah, oui. They sent the meat and also the water and the stone cisterns. Poor beasts, scavengers though they are, I cannot help but feel sorry for them. Well, aren't they kind of dangerous if they're that hungry, Colonel? Oh, no, but they are great cowards, Speed. Uh, now, Colonel, um, I've made complete arrangements with Commodore Ricard at Marrakesh and Captain Andre at Kurumbishar to be on the lookout for the octopus and his gang. If you will guarantee me similar cooperation, we'll have the whole Sahara staked out so that the octopus can't make a move in safety. We'll drive him to his last hole, and there we we hope capture him. Uh, rest assured, I shall do everything in my power to aid you, Monsieur Barlow. Come on, Carlos. Let's go outside and cool off. Oh, yes, uh, go ahead, you two. I'll settle this business with Colonel Sibre. Now then, Colonel. I'd like to make this. Guys, listen to that, Carlos. 
wonder how anybody can sleep in the fort. Oh, they get used to such noises, Speed. I guess so, but I don't know if I could. Well, anyhow, it's cooler out here in the fresh air. What's that I smell? <laughs> that is Africa, Speed. Huh? Sure. The longer you are here, the keener your senses will become. Right now, you're getting the scent of hot desert sand and camels. Later, in the cities, there will be the odor of flowers and strange food. Ah, uh, see, Africa has a definite odor speed. One you will never forget. It has lots of things I'll never forget, Carlos. Gee, I think it's swell. You do? Even under the circumstances by which you have seen it? Well, it has been kind of exciting so far. And we've traveled too fast for me to see much of anything in detail. But even with all that... I know what Smiley meant now when he told me about an old Arab proverb that said, He who is drunk of Africa's fountains must drink again. Place gets under your skin. Uh, it certainly does, Speed. I don't know. Those hyenas and jackals sure don't sound very pretty. But they sort of fit in with the country. It's wild and lonesome. And I like it because there's anything can happen here. Seems like it's made for all sorts of adventures. And anything generally does happen here, amigo. I have had many strange experiences in Africa, but I think the strangest of all is still in the future, when I am left with the Atlantean expedition. Say, that reminds me. When are you going to change to your disguise, Carlos? The one you'll be wearing when we land there. Right after we leave at speed. I have the clothes and Clint himself will alter my appearance. It must be a perfect job to last for such a long period of time. But who can do such a job better than Clint? What's the disguise going to be? An Arab. He plans on building up the bridge of my nose and darkening my skin even more than it is now. Hey, and... Carlos. Hey, I wonder what's up. Well, let's go inside and see, eh? What is it, Clint? No rest for us yet, boys. We take off for Rigon immediately. What is this you say? Yes. Our fuel is getting low. I'm going to pick up more gas in Rigon in case of a sustained emergency flight. Then we can return here and see how the search is progressing. I see. Well, step with him. I am ready. Me too, Clint. It's been nice knowing you, Colonel Sabre. Oh, mon dieu, you Americans, such amazing fatality. One minute, Monsieur Barlow is sitting here calmly talking with me, and the next, he leaps to his feet and says he must leave but immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was thinking ahead all the while he was talking, Colonel. That's the way he always does. But he's got to keep ahead of the octopus. <laughs> oh, no. Now, wait a minute. Hold still, Carlos. How can I get this disguise on you if you keep on laughing like that? <laughs> I cannot help it, Amigo. Every time I think of Grand Sebro, I must laugh. His mouth was still open with surprise when we took off, you know? I do not think he now believes we were actually there. Well, he'd better with the octopus in the neighborhood. Well, do you think uh, you should see how Speedy is getting along with the controls, please? Yeah, don't you worry about him. He could land us in Rigon without turning a hair. Oh, I know. He flies like a bird, but the Sahara has treacherous air currents. Terrific heat. You savvy? Yeah. We'll go up to the control room in just a minute. I want to finish this job first. Yeah. Then I look out the window and hold still. Yeah. Well, that's good. Hmm. I do not like these. Don't like what? <laughs> Your disguise? Oh, no, no, Clint. The disguise, that is fine. What? I'm sorry. Look, the sky is overcast. Well, I think that's great. Those clouds give us some relief from that blazing sun. Oh, no, no, Clint. The temperature is rising. Notice, even with the air conditioning in our plane, it grows more oppressive. A thunderstorm? Oh, I do not know. Madre de Dios! Here, look to the north, Clint. Clint. What is it? Look over there. You see that yellowish cloud? Oh, yes. What does that mean? It means a sandstorm, Clint. And it is heading right our way. 
That's bad for us, Carlos. Barely enough gas to reach Vigan. This wind blows us off our course. We'll have to make a forced landing in the desert. Clint! Yeah. Yes, Pete, I'm coming. Uh, these must not be, Clint. Hold your course as much as possible and continue on to Vigan. We won't have a chance if we make a forced landing on the desert in a sandstorm. Gosh, Clint, the wind's sure blowing down there. Look at yeah, it. I'll take control, Speed. That's a terrific sandstorm. A sandstorm? Gee, I hope we don't run out of gas here. Yeah. We can't land and we can't stay in the air much longer. Guess we'll just have to sit tight and trust the luck. Oh, the storm is rising fast. Look, the wind is already lifting up the desert, uh, desert sands. I don't mind telling you, that wind is hard to ride. And hard to keep the ship right side up. It's like we're being shaken by a big dog. And Clint, look at the gasoline gate. We'll never make it, boys. We're out of gas. I'll have to land. Oh, we'll never do it, Clint. We risk being buried alive. We'll have to risk it, Carlos. Pass me a safety belt for a blind landing. I can't see the ground. Oh, Clint, this is suicide. No, Carlos. It's one chance in a million. Hold tight. Here we go. 